Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's all I want. I want somebody to tell me something good here, okay? See, this was front and center playlist on my funk CD. Shaka, shaka, shaka Kyle. Uh, Rufus, this was before they did all the featuring stuff, but this was, you know, like Rufus featuring Shaka Khan. <laughs> Shaka and Rufus uh, getting together and doing their whole thing. Oh, man. Uh, so, anyway, um, eight days from now, free agency, legal tampering. You'll hear the term legal tampering, okay? That's the beginning of free agency. I, I don't know why the NFL continues with it, this whole thing about – well, because the league year hasn't started till Wednesday and everybody was cheating the Wednesday by getting deals done, so we have, we couldn't find everybody, so we decided to just make it legal and you could tamper two days before the league year begins on March 13th, so the period of legal tampering begins on Monday, March 11th. Well, it's not really legal tampering. It's free agency, okay? So forget about the term legal tampering. <laughs> it's free agency. And that begins on Monday, March 11th. And when it does, there will be a flurry of activity, including the Atlanta Falcons in multiple ways. Because you know, as well as I do, that Terry Fontenot, being one of the premier pro player scouts in all of the NFL, and Raheem Morris and Jimmy Lake and Zach Robinson all coming over from the Rams, like the Falcons did with when Fontenot came in and, and they all of a sudden they have people from this, you know, here comes Omen Yada, here comes Caden Ellis, right? I mean, that's a natural thing. You, you know your players and you know what they can do. And I look at, at the roster over there in the free agency and I look at Jordan Fuller, the safety of the Rams, and go, I'd like to have that guy. And I'm sure they would like to have that guy to go alongside Jesse Bates because we know the other safety position has been a disaster, right? Richie Grant needed like a roadmap to figure out when anybody was going. It was like, okay, enough of this. You know, Helms looks like he's got some game, but he's young. And I don't view him as a starter, uh, unless they do. I doubt it. I would love to have Jordan Fuller running. Okay, you get Jordan Fuller and Jesse Bates. You're safe. All right, there's a box. Check. Done. Okay, so what about quarterback? You have to have an – you have to solve this to whatever degree, in my opinion, by a week from Monday, okay? So back to Russ. If Denver cuts him five minutes from now or five days from now, and you can get a and he wants to come here, that's the other part of this you have to keep in mind. Denver could cut him, right? And you could get him for a song, and he would I I would be overjoyed if Russell Russ Wilson if Denver cuts him in and Russ Wilson comes to Atlanta. I would be overjoyed. 
I mentioned earlier in the program, he would be my number one of number one choices. Above Kirk Cousins, not only from his playing ability, because he fits, you know, you know, all this elite processing thing that they want to do, and he's a winner and Super Bowl champion and all of that, but also because of the money. You'd have you'd have Russ Wilson as your quarterback and the ability to go out and sign multiple impact-free agents. It's the perfect world. But Denver's got to cut him first. Now, if they do that and, and Russ doesn't want to go to Pittsburgh or he doesn't want to go to Las Vegas or he doesn't want to go play for the Giants or, you know, I mean, he could go. It's not just us, right? I mean, there are other teams out there that are all going to – if Russ gets cut – his agent's phone, oh, man, that phone is ringing. There's a dozen NFL teams calling him, right? We'd be one of the dozen. So, but if it doesn't happen prior to legal tampering on that day, beginning of free agency on March 11, if rust doesn't happen, you've got to have, you know, a plan. What's your plan A here? You know, because you ha- I think you have to get it done that Monday because – there's only so well certainly in the free agency period if your plan is joe flacco i mean is your plan to, to make a run at baker mayfield is your plan to make a run at kirk cousins is your plan to make a trade with chicago to get justin fields are you trying to drive the price down the longer this goes on with justin fields by the way the price that chicago is going to get for justin fields and the bears are fa- fairly well aware of this is going down you know, originally, you know, 10 days ago or so, you might have said, hey, we want a number two pick. And if Atlanta was really interested, yeah, okay, we'll trade you a second round pick. Now, as it stands right now today, if if, if I'm talking to Chicago, yeah, I, how about our number three? We'll, we'll give you our, our third round pick. We'll give you our first pick in the third round. You wait another week, yeah, it's our second pick in the third round. That price is going down, what Chicago's going to get, in the, way I, the way I view this. But again, they they may not even be remotely in the world of Justin Fields. Let's be clear about that, okay? And I don't think that drafting a quarterback is where they're at. That's just a guess. So in in my world, and, and Mike Johnson may view it differently. Abe Gordon's coming up at the top of the hour. He could view it differently. Chris Thomas can view it differently. We all have our opinions, right? I'm just giving you mine. And I could be right or wrong. The way I view this is, and, and, and there are some indicators that I'm using, one of them is they traded Jared Goff, who had taken to a Super Bowl, to get Matt Stafford because they said the team was Super Bowl ready and that's the kind of quarterback they want. And if they run the Sean McVay kind of zone system here, they're going to want a quarterback that fits that. And when they say elite processing, right out of the words of Raheem Morris's mouth, elite processor, that's not a rookie. Okay. Certainly not Desmond Ritter. We know that. We've seen that. And probably not Justin Fields. So an elite processor, what does that tell you? That tells you that maybe if they do value one of the young quarterbacks, the only way J.J. McCarthy, I see them drafting J.J. McCarthy, is for them to trade or cut Desmond Ritter and to go out into free agency and sign a, a Joe Flacco and say, okay, Joe, your job is to mentor J.J. McCarthy for a year or two. You know, and J.J. McCarthy kind of mature on the bench. But is that really what you want to do at number eight? I mean, it may be what they do. I'm just asking. 404-726-0929. Let's go to Michael. He's on with John. Hey, Michael. Michael? Um, Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Hello? Yeah, okay. Um, I I would take Justin Fields uh, if Russell Wilson is not available. 
I don't think Tampa Bay is going to trade within their own division, and I don't want to hold my breath every time Cousins drops back that he'll get up after that Achilles injury. So I would take Justin. I just need a quarterback that can throw like a five- or seven-yard pass on one of my three downs, and my running back gets two or three yards. We move the chains. We score touchdowns. I, I've been here since the Falcons you know, came in expansion, and I would love to see them win a Super Bowl. Not get in the Super Bowl, but win. Uh, I do have one question. I love your, your Bowers and McConkie potential draft picks from Georgia. Raheem coming from L.A., um, didn't hear anything about him all last year. What, whatever happened to Stetson Bennett? And if he's available, would he, well, would he do as a, a backup? Um, yeah, see, I, that, that, that's, I, I think, an intriguing question, Michael. I don't know how they view Stetson. They, um, the Rams don't even know how they view Stetson. Um, th- this has be been a, a time to get him. <laughs> well, I think there's some red flags. Is my point. I, I don't know. The Rams are kind of confused. I don't even know that they, they. You read some of the stories, and the Rams are going. We don't really know where he is. I, I mean, there's some like weird stuff going on there. Um, yeah, I was just wondering. He kind of disappeared after. Yeah, the, he the, did the on the team, and, and they, right, and the team is kind of going. Yeah, where? I mean, I think they want to keep him. I think the Rams want to keep him. I think they like him. It's the reason they drive. What they draft him in like the third round or something like that. Uh, second or third round, I believe. Yes. Yeah, but they've had some issues with him. So I, I you know, I, and they're not really going overly public with some of those. But let's just suffice to say that there have been some issues that I, I'm not really sure what they are. But uh, well, I, you know, I, I have another question. Do you view Heineke as as a competent backup quarterback? Because no, Heineke's gone. You got to cut that, him. That you, one, you, yeah, no, yeah. The number of teams no. that use backup gone. quarterbacks, and yeah. yeah so yeah. who who would be Bye. a backup? Because obviously we have that too, and maybe well, a center as, as a question as well in our offensive line that he calls the blocks and snaps the ball, the most important guy in the offensive line. Yeah, well, I think Drew is pretty good. I mean, as a center, I'm. I think Drew is a really good player. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, no, Heineke, Heineke's gone. I mean, your backup is going to be Ritter. Oh or no, no. If, <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's cheap. I mean, you're not going to pay t- Taylor Heineke seven million dollars when you can pay Ritter next to nothing. Well, we mean next to nothing. You still have a rookie contract last year. Yeah. I, well, and that, again, that, is Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke's not any better than Ritter. I mean, he got benched for Ritter twice True. because he wasn't any better than Ritter. I mean, so, no, you're not keeping – Taylor Heineke's gone. Your backup next year more than likely is going to be Desmond Ritter, and, and which, by the way, isn't a bad thing because maybe a new coaching staff and T.J. Yates and Zach Robbins are coming in can put a clipboard in his hands and he can maybe go back to learning – you know, maybe they just remember. Let's let's circle back here. I appreciate the call, Michael. Let's circle back for a second. We were all looking at the noodle arm quitter throwing, you know, hand grenades in the in the rain in Carolina, which we can't play any more games in the rain in Carolina. It just it never works out for us. Um, and, and screaming, put Ritter in, and then they waited not after that Carolina game, but till after they had their late you know bye week, and he played the last four weeks of the season, as you know. And he kept getting better. We're like, why didn't you put him in earlier? And they kept, the word kept coming out, he's not ready. He's not ready. And we're all like, compared to what? Compared to the noodle arm quitter? He's not ready. One thing I think we can say about Desmond Ritter from his very first start in the NFL to today is that through all of last year, the four games the previous year, 
all the games that he played this past year, right? The 16, right? I think 15, 16. He's not any better than he was when he was backing up Marcus Mariota before he took a snap. He's really not any better. He hadn't gotten any better. Okay? So there are only two possibilities. He is who he is, and he is never going to get any better than what you see now. So he's an eternal backup in the NFL. Or he was coached poorly. And he has some upside. I don't know if you can evaluate that this quickly if you're the Falcons' new staff. So I think that you want to find out if number two is correct. That it isn't that he just is who he is. If you if you discover over the course of this year that he is who he is, okay, fine. That's it. He's just never going to get any better. But if it was that he was coached poorly and he could be better than who he was, there's no reason not to have Desmond Ritter as your backup at his, at his price. He's a veteran now. He's going into his third year. He knows the city, knows the system, knows the players, has personal relationships with him. You know, he'll pick up whatever they lay laid down. You just happen to have a veteran in front of him. I, I don't see any – I have no – not only do I not have any objection to Desmond Ritter being the backup, I can't think of another backup I'd rather have at his price point. Literally in the NFL. Name me another veteran backup in the NFL at his price point that you'd like to have besides him. I'm drawing a blank here. Who? You want Blake Bortles? You want Nate Sudfeld? I mean, what are your options here? Yo, 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 yo. Yo is an old caller. Not an old guy, just an old caller. Well, I'm an old guy as well, Mr. Fricky. We go back to the San Diego days. So um, (laughs) he's not ready. You you kept saying that about Ritter, and that's the same thing I say about J.J. McCarthy. And when I watch those games this year, and, you know, obviously everybody talks about the Penn State game where he only – oh, that's right, he didn't attempt to pass in the second half. Uh, That team was built kind of like the Georgia Bulldogs uh, championship teams were built, and Stetson Bennett just happened to benefit from it. But I would personally take Stetson Bennett over a J.J. McCarthy. Because I've watched Stetson win games by himself. I watched him pull it out of the grasp of of defeat. I watched him take that loss to Alabama and then go back into the national championship game and beat Alabama. With J.J. McCarthy. No, no, no question. That Stetson Bennett was a clutch player in in big stages. Yep, Yep, no question. And the thing with J.J. is, like, if, if you brought him in, then you definitely have to go with the uh, the older quarterback uh, to kind of mentor him. And you would need, like, two or three years because, man, I'm trying to tell you, he was 10 of 18 for 140 yards in the national championship game, right? Stetson Bennett was, like, putting up 300-plus yards in these types of games. That guy – Well, again, I, yo, yo, you go back – circle back here for a second, okay? Again, let's, let's go to two, the two mistakes you could make. The first mistake you make is not selecting the right guy. The bigger mistake is taking the wrong guy, correct? Correct. All right. Correct. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with J.J. McCarthy. He may be the right guy. He may be Aaron Rodgers. He sits behind a guy for three years and suddenly blows up. That's possible. You go, oh, why did you pass on him? Because he, in a sense, he's the wrong guy to take because you're wasting your number eight pick on somebody that's not going to play on a team that desperately needs an impact number one pick to uh, contribute to a team that has to win right now. Yep. 
that's 100% correct. And you you already know where I stand on this. I'm a Justin Fields guy. And as much as I kind of uh, gone back and forth about this um, Jared Burse or uh, Chop or any of these defensive ends, when I saw A.D. Mitchell run that 4-3-40 and I know we need another wide receiver, that kind of got me thinking, hmm, either him or – Something, you know, we're going to have to address it. And I know Raheem and uh, Terry are great. And Terry obviously is really, really good at pro personnel uh, stuff. So I think they're going to try to fix the defense through the um, free agents. And maybe we go ahead and grab one of those guys who's a 4-3 or didn't somebody run like a 4-2-1 yesterday? Like, that's yep, faster yep, 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 than... Xavier Worthy, right. I appreciate it. I, yo, I got to go. I'm, uh, I'm getting the rap sign here. But understand that... Even with a four, four two one, Xavier Worthy is probably second round pick, so you don't have to wait. You use number eight on it. You can move up in the second round and get him. Ad Mitchell probably second round pick. Uh, it's only because the the two wide receivers at the top are kind of the elite wide receivers, and then there's the next level down. And all right, anyway, uh, more of your calls ahead as we continue on Sports Radio ninety five. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sunday afternoon. You know what we're talking about. Eight days ahead. Uh, the combine wrapping up in uh, Indianapolis by tomorrow night. Uh, everybody uh, back home and decisions being made and sitting in front of their boards and getting ready for pro days. Jaden Daniels, Drake May don't uh, work out. Not, neither did Caleb Williams. But both have said they will work out. Uh, Drake May in North Carolina and Jaden Daniels in LSU at their pro days, which will be heavily attended because this is the whole – all right, let's go back to Russ Wilson for just a second. John Fricky with you at 404-726-0929. The reason I kind of like avoided talking a little bit about Russ Wilson is because we can't know if. Now, all the indications are, if you read everything, that Sean Payton wants Russ Wilson out and they want to you know, start clean and yada, yada, and so they're going to cut him. Okay, but until they do, they actually do cut him, he's not available to anybody. And when they do cut him, say they do. Let's say that next, let's say that tomorrow, okay, that tomorrow, uh, word uh, comes uh, out of Denver. Denver has released uh, Russ Wilson. Half the NFL, probably more, heck, probably most of the NFL is going to call because he's an option. If you're the New England Patriots at number three, you can get Russ Wilson for a song. Uh, Yeah, because then you go, hey. We could trade number three, and we could trade back and, you know, give the Falcons number three, and we could get a whole bunch of other stuff, and sure, yeah, of course you are. You know, I mean, so just because 
he hasn't been cut yet. And even if he is cut, you know, is he coming here? So you have to have another plan. And so that's why we're trying to read through all the leaves here. I mean, would I be thrilled that Russ is here? Sure. Do I think he's going to be here? No. So um, you got to come up with another plan here. And I think the other plan here is, is Baker Mayfield part of that plan? Is Kirk Cousins part of that plan? Is Joe Flacco part of that plan? Uh, I'm concerned that Kirk Cousins will hamstring you in other areas. Uh, and but unless they, but if they're convinced that they can go out and sign Kirk Cousins and he's going to take it right to a Super Bowl, then okay, I'll roll with it. I'll roll with whatever they do here. I just want to make sure it kind of all works. Let's go to Mike here. Hey, Mike, welcome to the show. How's it going? Uh, hey, man. Good, glad you uh, answered the call. Um, I've been listening to the other callers and all that, and uh, as far as like Stetson Bennett, uh, I really think if we brought him back home around his family, I don't think he'd have the issues he has now, uh, and he would be a great backup for Justin Fields because, it, as far as the eye test goes, Justin Fields fits about what we already have set up better than Cousins or Wilson. So. No, I mean, but again, this is a pointless conversation to have because the Rams have, have indicated that they that they like Stetson Bennett, so you'd have to trade for him. And I mean, I understand, but I, I mean, the Rams may not even want to trade. Right, but a, 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 another good backup, which would be better than Ritter, I think, in my opinion, would be JJ McCarthy. If we could do both, I don't know if we can or how that's going to play out, but I, I don't even see Ritter being a good backup, to be honest with you. Uh, he's been miscoached. It's going to take a while to fix all that. So um, I, I just think that, you know, Justin Fields is, is the best fit for Atlanta for what we have now. Instead of building around another quarterback, he fits better in the system that we have now, and he's young enough to take us further than Wilson or Kirk Cousins. I just, I just don't – you know what I mean? I don't understand why I would even worry about those two because we're not going to the Super Bowl next year. This is this is a stabilizing year for us because as fans, we, we've got to get back into it, and that's the main thing. Is the main thing the Falcons need this year are fans in the seats. And well, that, that, that that's that's solvable. And I appreciate your thoughts here. That's solvable by one thing: winning. You win, the fans will be in the seats. Winning solves everything, guys. Um, it's real simple. And so I, it's obvious that you know we're going to see things differently. I'm and without getting into any debates here, I see things differently. I think J.J. McCarthy at number eight uh, behind a veteran is not a a thing I want to see uh, because I want that number eight pick to be an impact player, not a guy holding a clipboard because I disagree with the, the that this is some kind of a fundamental year or a reset year. I disagree with that. I think this team is built to win right now you get the right player in at quarterback. I think this team has the potential to be a 10-11 win team. I think they get into the – when you say Super Bowl, it's playoffs. Once you get into the playoffs, everything is possible. Well, they're not going to win the playoffs. Excuse me, did did I see Philadelphia and Dallas in the playoffs last year? Did, did, I, did you guys see the Eagles and Cowboys in the playoffs last year? Did you see how bad they were? Did you see Tampa making a run in the play? Did you see Tampa wasn't that good? Right. Look, I, I put 
I'm not, I am not willing to accept that Raheem Morris is coming in here and saying, yeah, we're going to reset this thing. That's not, that's not what Arthur Blake is saying. Arthur Blake is saying, you, you make this quarterback situation right, and let's win this thing now. And how far you go once you make the playoffs is how far you go once you make the playoffs. And that number eight pick has got to come in and help this team right away. He can't be standing on the sidelines for two years holding a clipboard. Let's go to Andrew. Hey, Andrew, welcome to the show. Thanks for having call. I just wanted to uh, say that I, I don't want people to be afraid of Kirk Cousins because he potentially has an injury. Um, I, you know, like it's the NFL. Like people are going to get hurt. You know, I, the idea of trying to bring somebody in um, and then being worried like, oh, man, he may get hurt. Anybody on the team might get hurt. Like it's, it's the NFL, right? right? right. I agree. Um, good. Uh, I think that uh, Justin Fields, like the last caller said, is the best fit with the players. Like, he'll probably mesh well with the players and mesh well with the city of Atlanta. But I'm, I believe that if Kurt, you bring Kirk Cousins in, we will win. And that will bring the city of Atlanta in. Like, that will bring the players in. The players will be like, yep, this is our guy. Yeah, no, Kirk Cousins, you signed Kirk Cousins for that much money. Yeah, a, you would be, you know, you'd be fine with the fact that he's healed. You're making a play for the Super Bowl because yeah. that's what Kirk Cousins is. That that's a Super Bowl play, right? So you're yeah. saying that you, you you've got enough money that, that you know that like I say they 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 they, they game plan this out. Okay, they map this out and they've talked to Kirk's agent. Certainly they have, and they say okay. You know, how flexible can we be if we bring you in in terms of the you, your desire to have $45 million a year guaranteed? And they say, no, it's got to be this. And they start looking at the cap, and they'll talk to other players, you know, and, and get word around. Now, obviously, you can't, you know, you can't tamper yet with free agents, but don't kid yourself that there's – this is why the whole legal tampering thing is so, so fake – because <laughs> they've been talking, there are backroom discussions that are being had. Okay, we all we all know that. It's of course, you know. I mean, if the player isn't under contract and he's going to be a free agent, the legal ta- there. This is illegal tampering. Okay, if you don't think it's going on, come on, stop. And so they've game planned this whole thing out here. If they're going to make a run at Kirk Cousins and spend that kind of money, and they know that they need to go get a Jordan Fuller, I'll just use that as a name because they might like him from the Rams, and they need to go out and get a wide receiver. They certainly need to go out and get another tight end because they cut John Smith. They know who's available, and they know about how much money these guys are going to want, and they know who they can actually get to come here, right? And Kirk might drag somebody here. I want to go play with Kirk Cousins. You know, so I I have no problem. By the way, if they map that out, I have no problem with that at all. I'm fine with that. I'm good with it. Just walk me through it. Yeah, and I agree with you. Like, this, this team is ready to go right now. The, the last, like, yes, it is. Like some rebuilding. This team has got stars on it. The defense was great last year. I think Raheem's going to be able to push this offense in the right direction. We just need that that quarterback to be able to have right. a thousand yard receiver. And you know, and if you've got Kirk Cousins in the backfield, Bijan's going to be better. Six six number six first round starters on offense. Six first rounders on offense. This is right. not some makeshift Sorry. team. You yeah, got the best offensive now. lineman in the, you got the best offensive lineman in the NFL in Chris Lindstrom. 
Yeah, Lindstrom first round, uh, McGarry first round, Matthews first round, uh, Bijan first round, Drake first round, Kyle first round. You've got star playmakers. You've got a really good offensive line. This team's ready to go. This team is like a like a you know you're holding the horses back on it. Yep, because he you know, comes in, he makes every one of those players better. Let the reins go, and this team goes from 18 points a game to 32 points a game, and suddenly you're going, oh, my God. And, by the way, that's how you win. That's how you fill the stadium. Just saying. All right? Yep, just saying. You got it. Thanks, I appreciate it. All right, let's go to Joe here. Uh, hey, Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Hey, thanks for sure. the, the show you have and the ability to let people speak and, uh, and discuss. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, even if we disagree, just don't be disagreeable. That's fine. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, I'll be totally – yeah, I'm with you totally, brother. Uh, the stadium is going to be kind of full next year. We got a good schedule, good home schedule. We lucked out with, uh, you know, the Pittsburghs and the uh, Dallases and everything. One thing about uh, if we go out and make a big splash and sign free agents, you're probably going to end up cutting players again next year. McGarry is probably going to be cut after this year. With that number eight pick, they could be using it on a tackle again. They still need a center, and they really need a tackle. I don't know that uh, they need a center. I like Drew Dolman. Maybe. I mean, I'm not maybe, but with the scheme they're going to run, and they've already cut Jonu Smith, they need a pass-blocking right tackle. Uh, well, apparently, they apparently, right? They they cut John Smith not just to save money, but because John Smith doesn't fit what they want to do. He fit. He certainly fits what Arthur Smith wanted to do, but he doesn't necessarily fit what they want to do. So I would imagine, but, yes, a pass, uh, uh, a blocking tight end is in their future. Yes. Yeah, I, that was what I was going to say. Is McGarry wouldn't fit either without a blocking, or would not fit exactly without a blocking tight end. One of the other things too is. Describing Fontenot as a pro-ready or a pro-player evaluator, I'll agree with that, but we got to start doing better in the draft. I'm talking about the first three rounds, and I don't mean we're drafting – I don't mean that he's – they're all bust, but there's been a couple of terrible third-rounders. If Ritter would have been drafted in in a a Matt Schaub role, it'd be great, and maybe that's what he'll be. But the well, that wasn't Malone. Ritter's fault. I don't think that was the draft's fault. It was, no, no, you know, no. That I, was I agree. Arthur's, that um, was Arthur Smith. That was Arthur Smith saying Marcus Mariota can run the offense I want him to run because he knows my offense, and that was a mistake. That's what that I, was. I agree. I don't. You know, I, I, I'm just saying in that role he'd be fine as a third rounder, as a Matt Schaub type role. Um, right. But which is what he's going to be D'Angelo now. Malone. He's going to be a backup now. Right. right. D'Angelo Malone yeah. and people like. The, the tackle that's already off the roster. So that's just my thoughts is we can't keep just going out and making free agent splashes like signing a safety when we drafted Richie well, Grant in the second round. We've got to do better they, in the draft. Okay, well, but, but, I appreciate the call, Joe. It's also fair to say that uh, the, the Falcons had the best draft in the NFC South last year. Okay? I think that's fair to say. They drafted really well. They have the best draft of any team in the NFC South. Go look at them. Go look at what the Swampers did and what the what Tampa did and what Carolina did, even with Bryce Young. And you're going to say, yeah, the Falcons, Falcons did better than they. Yeah. I, I, look, everybody's going to miss on guys, and guys aren't going to develop the way you hope that they do. I mean, Grady Jarrett was in the fifth round, and he's a 10,000 times a player that Arnold Abicady ever will be, and Arnold Abicady was drafted ahead of him. I mean, not in the same draft, obviously, but higher. So, you know, you, you miss and you do, and yeah. I mean, the Falcons have drafted fairly well. I think their draft last year was really good. Uh, Michael, 
Uh, hey, Michael, welcome to the show. Hey, John, how are you? Good. Excellent. First time getting to speak with you. I appreciate you taking the time for me. What you got? With regards to Russell Wilson, it makes all the sense in the world. If you take Russell Wilson, if, if as you said, he's available so that you don't get hamstrung, and you've got folks like Legereus Sneed, Daniil Hunter looking to move, both which could possibly come to Atlanta because you're not spending anything on a quarterback. Then what do you do? With I'd love to have him. You're eight again. Yeah, you got a cap. And then at eight, yeah. But if you can pick both those guys up because you're not spending any money on a quarterback, what would you do with your eighth pick? You got Russell Wilson as your quarterback. You picked up with Jerry Steen, Daniel Hunter. Think that anything is possible, Michael. I mean, this is why again the NFL is bass backwards. I wish the draft were before free agency, like they do in the NBA, because since the draft comes after it, we won't know until after free agency is over as to where you know the the holes are that you need to draft into. Um, you can never go wrong with another offensive tackle if they value Olu Fashionu at that position. Then sure, I'm I'm, I'm good with that. Um, but it's got to be somebody that can impact the team. I can't have it be J.J. McCarthy holding a clipboard. You know, I, I need Absolutely. it to be an impact player. I totally and, agree. And, and, and if they want to run a zone scheme, which I, you know, I, and again, they haven't told me, that's kind of what McVay ran out there in, in, in L.A. If they want to run a zone blocking scheme, uh, which I think benefits Bijan, so it wouldn't surprise me if they do, then they're going to need, you know, this McGarry's got value because in a zone scheme, his ability to run block is going to be valuable to you. They're a good run blocking unit. They're also a, it's a really good offensive line. I mean, it is. Bergeron right. is was a big addition. That was a, they talk about the draft picks. That's one of the reasons the draft last year was such a success was Bergeron. You know, and, and not just Bijan, but Bergeron. Yes, sir. So, yeah, All right. so it's gonna be. I, I can't. I, I, though, I, I can't. I, yeah, I appreciate it, Michael. Yeah, I can't answer the question about number eight until after free agency, because none of us can. We we don't know. And how much money do we have? What holes do we have? You know what what's what's going on here? I mean, money's not so much an issue. Money, you always. It is to the degree that you can't trade up. Is the point? If you are, if you spend all your money in free agency, trading up becomes like ah, eh, that ain't happening. Trading down becomes more of a reality, right? Because you got to have money for your rookies, too. Let's not, let's not forget that. Abe Gordon's top of the hour here. It is, again, I will say this much as we go to break. The most fascinating offseason I've seen for the Atlanta Falcons since the Michael Vick offseason. On Sports Radio 90, time the game. Yeah, this was on that CD. This is Ohio Players. This, both this and Love Roller Coaster. Man, this is it. Oh, no. Such great stuff. Man, this is old. That To me, see, that's like old school Atlanta because we were, you know, singing that in the mid-70s and driving around in Pintos and screaming, bye. Uh, so, um, which, of course... Uh, 
has described the last uh, six seasons of the Atlanta Falcons because they've been in flames here. Uh, and uh, so this fascinating offseason, Eric Slaughter, uh, thank you for – and to all of you who called in, even if we disagree – and by the way, I could be – if we disagree, I could still be wrong and you could be right. I'm not saying that I'm right and we disagree and you don't know what you're talking about. I'm saying that if I had all the answers, I wouldn't be sitting here on the radio talking to you. I'd be sitting in Flowery Branch making a gazillion dollars you know, in the NFL. It is a fascinating Eric Slaughter offseason. I say the most fascinating, fascinating one since 2001 because we are – went through the list. Only, only five times in the history of this team has you taken a quarterback in the first round. I'm not saying they're taking a quarterback in the first round, but they could. I mean, they could trade up to take a quarterback in the first round. Man, you and say they haven't 01. missed yet. I, I would say 08 because even in 01 when we shocked everybody and traded up for Michael Vick, the Falcons were not that far – removed from their Super Bowl run, and they still had a really good team. Quarterback was not the biggest need for that 2001 team. It just was an opportunity that they saw to draft a talent that no team has ever drafted before. Remember, Michael Vick sat for most of his rookie season because Chris Chandler was still a highly effective right, quarterback. You know what? Yeah, okay. I, I, I'll go with you on – yes, he did. Um, I will say that – 08 because you were coming out of the you know the the the, the, the other back part of Michael yeah. Vick the yeah. second part the, you know Michael Vick story number two uh, and Joey Harrington uh, and what the team needed though it was pretty clear that obviously we all knew they needed a quarterback and they were in a position where they could draft being at number three they could draft a quarterback and of course they took Matt Ryan and they could draft a quarterback and build him you know into something. This is a team that is ready to win now. That 08 team wasn't ready necessarily to win right immediately. I mean, it was okay. I agree with you that a team yeah. on the you know they, they they had an opportunity to kind of tweak the team around a little bit and build under a young quarterback. That's not where this team is. No. Uh, they could do that. They could, but it would uh, nothing would surprise me because I I'm not privy to what they what they're seeing and what they're hearing and what they're doing. I mean, could they trade up and take Drake May and say Drake May is going to be a great quarterback? Sure. Of course they could. Why would anybody draft a quarterback from North Carolina? I mean, what kind of pedigree does a quarterback oh, from Oh, stop Chapel with Hill? that. <laughs> I mean, remember remember when they said that about Ohio State? Oh, why would you draft a quarterback well, from Ohio well, State? Well, you only got, one, only got one good example so far, and he's played one season in the NFL. So. You mean Joe Burrow wasn't no good? He wasn't a Ohio State quarterback. I don't care what you say. Oh, he's stop. not. A, he's not an. No, John. He's not an. He Ohio played State at Ohio State, did he? He wore a uniform. Did he play at Ohio he State? He wore a uniform. He took classes. I think he might have got a did degree. Did he play? He, yeah, he played there. Did he play well? I mean, the man yeah, says. I, I the man well. says himself, "I'm a LSU quarterback that went to Ohio State." He says it himself. Justin Fields play okay. He did. Jory's still out though, okay. right? Jory's still out, right? Joy's still out, and, right. and still, how State's a football, football factory. We all know that. Last time I checked, the best players out of Chapel Hill, North Carolina, played with an orange round ball. Lawrence Taylor wasn't no good? One example, John. One example. Well, I could go. I mean, there's more than that in the NFL. Come on. You know, I mean, you, you, you can't base it on the college, whether or not the college has produced NFL players or not. I mean, that's just that's kind of silliness. Um, I like you, you I know, like the, I like history facts. Come, 
I like history and facts. Okay. I draft okay. running backs from Georgia. I draft linebackers from Penn State, and I draft quarterbacks from somewhere not in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Yeah, I'm glad you. I'm, I'm. I'm glad you don't draft running backs from Stanford because they're no good. Well, come on, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just the individual player. You know, I mean, that's all it is. Okay, then out of the three quarterbacks, where's Drake May in your list? I don't know because I'm not I'm not there doing. I'm the not saying where he's on the Falcons list. I'm saying where is he on John Fricky's list? Of what? Of the three quarterbacks, the top three quarterbacks that are generally considered in this draft, John Fricky has a has a list. Where is Drake May on that list? In terms of where he's going to be drafted? No, where is he on the the hierarchy of the QBs? Where do you have? What are your one, two, and three? Because some people have. Most people have Caleb Williams number one. Okay. Some people have um, uh, Jaden Daniels number two. Some people have Drake May number two. Where do you have right? Some people have Jaden Daniels number one. Absolutely, that is true. I've read that. It depends on, but but Eric, it depends on what kind of offense you want to run, right? I mean that that has a an impact in it. Uh, It also depends on, you know. what you see and know in terms of when we talk about like processing, I don't, I've never met any of these gentlemen. I don't know what they're like personally. Are they mature? Are they immature? I mean, Caleb Williams has done some stuff. I, I was actually kind of impressed with the way he handled the media at the combine. I saw a little bit of that, uh, you know, considering all the other stuff that had come out about him. I, I think he handled himself well. I thought Jaden Daniels had himself well too. Uh, so I think it comes down to the question isn't that. The question is, Ten years from now, who's going to be the best quarterback, presuming they all stay healthy, who's going to be the best quarterback of the three? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, None of us that at. But I'm just saying, where's what's John Fricky's big board look like? You don't have a big board, John? Well, you can't I mean, well, I mean, I, I know I know I know what it's going to look like. It's not my big board. <laughs> I mean they're going I'll, they, I'll let know, it I mean, go. I'll let it go. I, I don't know what you're asking me. I really don't. I mean, do you say do I pers- it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. It doesn't – none of it matters. The only time it matters to me is if the Falcons trade up to number three. And if they trade up to number three with New England – but then does New England want to trade the number three? How much are you paying for the number three? How convinced are you that Drake May is going to be – again, this is a team that's drafted five quarterbacks in the first round and has not missed in in its history. And all these years of the Atlanta Falcons, 50 – Eight years, they've only drafted five quarterbacks in the first round, but they hit on all five. That's a that's I an mean, amazing statistic. When you when you bring it like that, that's unbelievable because you would think at least one, if not two, would have been just not good players. And you're right, all five of them have yeah, played all, well. All five were good players. Randy Johnson being the worst of the five, and he played pretty well. And then the that you'd rank him number five on that list. Chris Miller, you'd rank number four, and Chris Miller was a really good NFL quarterback. He was so good, you you let Brett Favre go because Chris Miller was playing at such a high level. Chris Miller was good. And then, of course, number three on that list, well, I'm not going to do that because I'm going to stop because if I say Michael Vick is number three only because of the longevity issue, I'm going to get people mad at me because Barkowski was such a great quarterback for so long. And then, of course, you know, Matt Ryan. The point is you had, you know, pro quarterbacks because Bart – Chris Miller, Michael Vick, Matt Ryan all went to the Pro Bowl. They're all Pro Bowl quarterbacks. All very effective starters. Barkowski. Two of them were long-term starters. Right. The problem is Barkowski is is pretty much dinged because the team's success 
was not very great under him. He had like one or two playoff appearances. Of course, Michael Vick and Matt Ryan. Michael Vick got us to an NFC Championship. Matt Ryan got us to a Super Bowl. So that's a Barkowski got us to next to 28-3, the most disappointing loss in the history of the Atlanta Falcons, 1980 against Drew Pearson and Danny Cowboys. White. Yep. Against the Cowboys. Yeah, at Fulton County Stadium, I was there. I was so angry after that game. Falcons beat the Cowboys in that game, and they had the game. If the Falcons win that game, they win the NFC Championship. They probably win the Super Bowl. That, that team that year, uh, 1980 sticks in my craw. So, so would you say the Falcons have been falconing for a long time? It's like, you know, everybody gets mad at certain things, and I still, I still harbor <laughs> old-school grudges. Kirby Puckett, Dan Gladden, old-school grudges. And, like Dominique, any other era, Doc Rivers, Randy Whitman, Dominique, Cliff Levinston, Antoine Carr, they win, they they, they make it to the NBA, NBA Finals at least. Yep, yeah, they make it to the Finals. They yeah. definitely make it to the Finals yeah. because Jordan yep. wasn't Jordan yet. The Pistons weren't even the Pistons nope. yet. Nope. But God bless Larry Bird, Larry Bird, Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale, Dennis Johnson, Danny Ainge. Couldn't ever get past them. You know, sort of like what happened to Carl Malone and John Stockton in Utah. You know, same thing. Past them, right? They just <laughs> they had a they were blocked. So, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, just Abe Gordon's coming up top of the hour. I know he's going to talk about Falcons, but I was just thinking about this in the break here. Abe and I, of course, did the, the college football show uh, with the Garrett Chapman this past year. And uh, I didn't get – I have a thing here that I never really got to about college football. But just keep this on your radar here, only because it's fascinating. Northwestern, not that you care about Northwestern that much. Northwestern is tearing, tearing down their football stadium, Ryan Field. Okay? It needs to be torn down. They're building a new one. It's like they didn't plan for it because they're scrambling around going, oh, oh, wait, we don't have a stadium this year, right? Oh, where are we going to play? <laughs> it's like, dude, dude, you had – You've known for how long that you were going to tear your stadium down and you didn't make other plans? Uh, what? <laughs> They're like, uh. So they figured, I guess I guess they just figured they could play at Soldier Field, right? So they pick up the phone and the folks at Soldier Field say, yeah, that's not going to work for us. No, that's not going to work for us either. Yeah, that, uh-oh. <laughs> what, we can't just play at Soldier Field? Mm, yeah, you can play a couple games here. So they're having to scramble around and find places to play games. He's like, okay, we're playing Ohio State at Wrigley Field, which is what apparently they're going to do. Uh, we're moving a home game to Green Bay to play at Lambeau Field uh, against Wisconsin. And Wisconsin's like, sure, we'll play you at Lambeau. <laughs> Your home game. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's just it's call like, that dude. Camp, camp Randall North, right? <laughs> That's pretty much what's going to be. Uh, yeah, there are going to be two thousand Northwestern fans and eighty thousand in red. Camp, camp Randall you know, North. And it's your home game. How do you botch that? What you just? Oh, I assumed that we could just use Soldier Field. Ah, uh, no, not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wrigley Field for a Ohio State game. Okay. They changed, the, you know, the Bears used to actually play in Wrigley Field. Before uh, Soldier before Field was they, built, really? Mm -hmm. hmm. Well, not Soldier Field was built. I mean, Soldier Field's been around 
The original Soldier Field was built like 1800s. For the Chicago uh, Staley's or whatever they were called back then? Actually, they were Chicago the Cardinals Staley's. at one time. Chicago, well, no, the Chicago Cardinals are now the Arizona Cardinals. Right. So the original team was the Chicago Staley's, I believe. Is that correct? And Decatur Staley's, Decatur actually. Staley's. I think okay, Decatur, Illinois. Yep, Decatur yeah. Staley's, yeah. Be- became the Chicago Bears. But the Bears, during the years of like uh, Gail Sayers in the in the 60s, uh, Dick Buckus, uh, Mike Dicka, the, the, Dicka, those teams played at Wrigley Field. And um, and then they so they started putting some, you know, playing the, you know, games at Wrigley Field, like the college games. Uh, Illinois and Northwestern would play at Wrigley Field kind of as a fun game, right? And and they ended up having to – they realized, the, wait, we got to put both teams on the same sideline because it just – configuration doesn't quite work. And, oh, by the way, don't run into the wall <laughs> – in right field, if you run through the end zone, don't smash into the wall. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, geez. I don't know how you – people at Northwestern ought to be fired all over the place for I can't even imagine what that phone call was like when hey listen we got to go uh boss we got to go get our uh, dates for all our home games <clears throat> at Soldier at Soldier Field. Okay, make the call and you call over to Soldier Field and they go uh no, no. What what do you mean no? No, the Bears are playing, you know, uh that's a Saturday the Bears are playing at home. No, that's uh we've got a Bears game the next day or, or no, we've got a I know the Bears are off but we've got a whatever the reason was, right? They just went no, no, no. Uh-oh. Hey, um we can only play three games at Soldier Field. Why? Why? <laughs> I don't know how you botched it. Why you wouldn't have done that. What's the first thing? All right, we're building a new stadium. What are we going to do? Is that that, that the normal we're going to build a new stadium? Okay, what are we going to do while we're building? Where are we going to go? Well, we'll go to Soldier Field. Somebody call Soldier Field. That didn't happen. It's just, oh, we'll go to Soldier Field. Ah, that's right. We'll go to Soldier Field. And they waited like two years. <laughs> How many people <laughs> did, out. you know, I mean, there's a ticket manager because they got to, you know, there's a sales office. There's the associate AD for football. There's the AD. I mean, there's like several people who dropped this ball. Oh, yeah. You know, I've worked <laughs> in the ticket office at a college stadium, and, we, and our stadium is really small, but we still – was worried about, hey, how many tickets are we going to have for this game? How many tickets are we going to do for this game? I mean, they knew that. Oh, man, that's a big blunder. Big blunder. Oh, that's it's brutal. I mean, it's brutal. Oh, God, it's brutal. Well, uh, okay, well, I guess we'll play a home game. Uh, somebody call Lambeau Field. Uh, yeah, we could play Wisconsin there for a home game. Okay, see how, see how that works out for you. <laughs> God, that's hilarious. Uh, I, f- I feel sorry for you, North- Northwestern fans. And Northwestern, by the way, I think Northwestern did a really good job last year after all the Pat Fitzgerald stuff. I mean, they held it together. They made a bowl game. God bless them. And then they do this to themselves, shoot themselves in the foot like this. Their new stadium looks really nice. And they knew, didn't, do need a new stadium, but this year might be a little rocky. They're going to play home stadium games in like four different stadiums. All right, uh, Abe Gordon, top of the hour right here. On Sports Radio 92 on the game. Thanks to all of you. Thank you, Eric Slaughter. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.